Sweet, sweet sounds. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Pastor Michael, lead pastor here at Summit. Good to see you this morning. Glad you were here for our kids program. How about those kids again, huh? Yeah. Aaron mentioned appreciation for Anita and I uh, also want to express appreciation that Anita couldn't do what she does with all the great volunteers. I'm amazed how week after week there are volunteers who actually miss coming in here for this worship time, uh, which is really a big part of their faith, in order to help with the kids. And it's just tremendous, tremendous. And I'm just so grateful. Last week on my way out, I, I came across one of the children's volunteers and she was just ignited and said, I can't tell you what a privilege it is to be working with these kids. Those are your kids. And this person's excited to be working with them. Can, can we thank God for our volunteers this morning? Yeah, so uh, this morning, yeah, we're going to start this four-part series, just kick it off today, going after one of my favorites, O Holy Night. Now, just a little bit about the background of, of this famous carol. It was actually written in the mid-1800s. A, a French priest is said to have asked a man in his village by the name of Placide Capot if uh, this guy was a merchant and a poet and asked him if he would write a poem based on the Christmas story. In fact, he directed him to the part of the Christmas story that we are most familiar with, Luke chapter 2. Well, the interesting thing about Placide is that he wasn't a believer. He, he wasn't a Christian. In fact, he was known to be have been quite the hellraiser. This is the guy commissioned to do this, but he was a good poet. So he, he wrote the poem. He loved it so much that he went to a friend, also not a believer, and asked him if he would put it to music. It worked really well. The song launched as an instant sensation. It was being sung and played in all sorts of, of venues, all sorts of, of churches, uh, just spreading quickly. And then... Just a few years in, word got out about who wrote it. Oh no, scandal broke out. Shut it down. You've got to get rid of that song. We know who wrote it. But it was too late. The song had already took hold, and I'm glad. Anybody else glad about that? Yeah, all right. You betcha. Just two phrases of that song that we want to hone in on this morning and there are these a thrill of hope a weary world can you say a weary world yeah yeah a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn weary world now doesn't that sound much like the world we live in today i mean disappointment uncertainty who do you trust who should our leaders be what's happening in the greater arena what's happening in our homes what's happening in our culture what's happening in our financial structures how are we doing and it, and it all just kind of shakes things up the weary world but that's really not the point here and what i like about the, this song is that there's a thrill of hope it's a thrill of hope 
that becomes a cause for rejoicing in the possibility and the reality of a new and glorious morn. So I believe that God has a word for someone who's here today that if you're honest, this would be a person that, that if you're, you're really honest, um, your world, your personal world has become quite weary. Quite weary. And my prayer of thanksgiving is that God would like to spark this thrill of hope that will stir some rejoicing in you. And what it's rooted in is the fact that ahead lies a new and glorious morn. So I want to focus and try to get our attention as God allows and God's presence being very real on a new and glorious morn. Now to help us, I want to direct you to a book in the Bible that you might not be familiar with. Can you believe there's a book in the Bible that's actually called Lament? Yeah, it's called Lamentations. Meditations of Lamenting. It, it's literally expressions of, of weariness, deep sorrow. It was written by this wonderful, amazing man of God by the name of Jeremiah, who was living in a very dark and wearisome day. But in his sorrow, he found this thrill of hope and a glorious day ahead of him. And I just love these verses. I spent a lot of time in these verses come to them oftentimes. This is Lamentations, starting with chapter 3, verse 20. I would encourage you to look it up, read it on your own later, but it goes like this. Jeremiah says, I will remember them. So what do you think he's remembering? He's remembering the weary world stuff. That's what's going on here. I will remember them, and my heart is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore, what are those next three words? I have hope. I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. What's he saying right there? He's saying all of this weary world stuff will not be my doom. It will not be the end of me. Why? Well, for his, and I like the King James better because this is for thy, Talk, talking directly for, to God, for his compassions never fail, they are new every morning. And then this declaration of praise, write to him, great is your faithfulness. I'm glad we sang that just a moment ago. Great is your faithfulness. I'm going to ask you to say that with me. Okay, count to three. One, two, three. Great is your faithfulness. Yeah, that's God. I say to myself, verse 24, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It's amazing what a, what a new day with the Lord can bring. And I just wanted to quickly walk you through three things that I see here and then tag on one more verse that I didn't include in that reading. Number one, a new day with Christ will bring exactly what you need. A new day with Christ will bring exactly what I need. Do you ever forget that? Do you ever forget that the Lord is a good supplier? I know I do. In fact, hold on to verse 24 where it says, the Lord is my portion. That means my supply, my supplier. Therefore, I will wait on him. But notice, 
What I didn't include right there is that Jeremiah is reminding himself, I say to myself, what's he doing? He's reminding himself that the Lord is a good supplier. And if a great man of God like Jeremiah needs to remind himself, then I have to look at myself and I have to say, boy, do I ever have to be reminded. And I, I have a hunch you have to be reminded as well. The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait on him. Is your marriage struggling right now? Please hear, you do not have within you what you need to make things right. Let the Lord be your portion. Seek Him. Wait on Him. Do you feel weak today? Do you feel discouraged today? You do not have within yourself what you need to beat it or to deal with what you're facing. Let the Lord be your portion. Learn to wait on Him. Are you struggling with a relationship? Are you uncertain about what to do next? Do you have questions about meaning and purpose? You do not have, I do not have within myself what I need to deal with it. I need to, and I have a hunch you need to as well. Let the Lord be your portion and wait on him because a new day with Christ will bring exactly what you need. But I see a second thing right here, and that is a new day with Christ gives the hope to keep on going. So another question, where are you putting your hope, honestly? Where are you putting your hope? Is it maybe paying off your mortgage someday or finally having something in retirement or, or, or you know, a, a nest egg or who we get in the public office or, or, or something else? Where are you putting your hope, honestly? And then look at verse 25. It says, the Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. Hal Lindsey once said, a man can live about 40 days without food, about three days without water, about eight minutes without air, and only for one second without hope. Yet, let's be honest. I mean, doesn't it seem like people are going through life hope-deprived? It gets really, really wearisome. Why is that? Well, maybe they don't know where to look for hope. Or, or maybe, just maybe, they are putting or they have put their hope in the wrong place and they've wound up disappointed and they're frustrated. Please hear the call of this verse. Put your hope in the Lord. He's the one place that will not fail. He is faithful. And once you put your hope there, hold on to him with everything into you. Hold, in you. Hold on as if your very life depended on it because it does and never let go. Yeah, it's a wearisome world, but there's a thrill of hope that can set a weary world rejoicing. Why? Because our hope is in the Lord, and when our hope is in the Lord, there's always a new dawn. There's a new day ahead. There's a glorious day ahead because a new day with Christ can change everything. And if I could just encourage you with one thing this Christmas season, you who are in this wearisome world, Hang on. Hang on until morning. Get your focus in the right place. Hang on until morning because there is a sunrise coming and it's a glorious morn. It's a glorious morn on the horizon when our hope is in the Lord. Just one more thing, and I have to add a verse to the text, and that is 
A new day with Christ brings the help you're seeking. And this points to verse 26 where it says, It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Do you ever wonder why this world is so wearisome? You ever wonder why it's such a mess? I mean, when you read the Bible, you find out that when God created this world, he looked at it and said it was good. In fact, when he placed the man and the woman there together, he looked at what he had done and he said, it is very good. What happened? What happened? What is going on? Well, fascinatingly enough, the Bible also says that we actually rebelled against God. There's a word for it that we kind of take for granted or we don't want to hear. It's a word called sin. Sin is what separates us from God. God didn't leave us. We left God. And it boils down to this. It boils down to a refusal, an unwillingness, a lack of a desire to allow God to be who God is. It boils down to a lack of a a willingness to exalt him to the place that he deserves and to worship him. It's a refusal to allow God to be who he needs to be. It's a refusal to allow God to be who he needs to be in your life, in your relationships, in your situation. And if God is everything, I mean, isn't that a deal changer? Doesn't that affect everything, or at least it should? Honestly, honestly, doesn't affect how we should do life and go about life. Here's the deal. In another place, the Bible says, every good and perfect gift is from above. It's from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. In a world where everything is changing and where we want to hold on to something that once was or something that maybe we think is ahead but we just can't seem to get there, we learn that God is the source of everything that's good. And that means if we walk away from him, we walk away from all that is good. And in that, we've been separated from blessing. Separation from God, separated from blessing and this is why the song says here a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices now i know some of you like to argue and you say well hold on a minute the song's taking place at night they're going to bed they're weary no that non-believing poet saw something much deeper reading the scripture he saw the hope and he declares for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn And it's all to direct us to Jesus. God has made a way for us to come back to him, to come back to all that is good, and to come back to blessing. And it's called Christmas. In Jesus, there is hope of a new and glorious morn. That's where our hearts need to be. That's where our eyes need to be. So again, is your world weary right now? Please hear it. There is a thrill of hope that can cause your weary world to start rejoicing because friend there is a new and glorious morn just on the horizon in fact there's a little prophecy in the book of romans chapter 13 that goes like this talking about this day that we live in that can seem so dark and it says right here the night the night 
The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. And right now, right now, this time is the time to put your hope in the right place. Put your hope in the Lord. Let him be that help that you need. Let him be that salvation that you need, that rescuer, not only in the things you struggle with on this planet, but also in acknowledgement that you've gotten away from him, the source of all that's good. And today, it's time to come home. Let's pray together. We just like to consider two questions as we bring this to a close. And, and in a few minutes, when I give the final blessing and we go on your way, there will be those up here that will be ready. They won't be on stage. They'll be right on the stage, on the floor below. They'll be here to pray with you about anything. Please come and receive prayer. But there's only two questions as we bring this to a close. Let the Holy Spirit, who is very present here, speak to you. Number one, what is God saying to you this morning through what you've heard? And number two, how will you then respond? Thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to hearts. Thank you for what you're doing in lives. Thank you for what you're doing in relationships. All glory to you in Christ's name. Consider these questions during this next song. Just listen. The first time through, this may be what those first listeners heard. shining it is the night 
of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh he Praise His holy name. 
stand together. I love praying blessings over you, and I, I just thank God for the word that he's given me just now. And what this word is, it's about getting your sights in the right place. Whenever you're aiming toward a target, there's three points. There's always your eye, then there's the sight, and then there's the end goal. And today, my prayer, would you receive this blessing, is for your eye to put and let your sight be Jesus. And then through Jesus, for you to begin to see that glorious day in front of you. Just let that blessing soak in. It's a blessing on the affections of your heart, your desire seeing Jesus and through Jesus, seeing hope of something changing and it's a better, better, better morning. A new day in front of you. Receive that blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There will be those to pray with you for anything. Come, take time to enjoy each other. We love you. Blessings. Blessings.